Good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Bibb, and a special warm welcome to any guests or visitors joining us on this day. Please know you're always very welcome here at Trinity Lutheran Church. As we've come to the second Sunday after Trinity, and as is our custom, we do have a summary of the readings that are found in our service this day, and those can be found on the inside of the back cover of the bulletin, so I'll direct your attention to that Focused on Christ section, as again we have a brief summary of our readings for the day. Wisdom has issued an invitation to the divine feast. Come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and live and walk in the way of insight. This is the call of the Holy Spirit of Christ, to believe the gospel and to receive the saving gifts in the Holy Supper. Many make excuses and reject this invitation, even as the Jews did in the days of Jesus, that the Master's house will be filled. The gospel call, therefore, goes out to the lowly and despised, into the highways, even to all the Gentiles. For you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. In Christ, believing Jews and Gentiles are no longer strangers, but fellow members of the household of God. The enmity of class and race is put to death through the cross. Having been reconciled in the one body of Christ, we are enabled to love one another, as we await the marriage feast of the Lamb and His kingdom, which will have no end. We do gather in great joy this day to receive Christ's body and blood as He gives it to us in and under the humble means of bread and wine. And in accord with His word, He bids us to be in unity of confession when we come to receive this blessed gift. So then, in accord with His word, we do ask that all those joining us at the altar this day be members either of this congregation or of a sister congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, joining together in one common orthodox confession of the Christian faith. If you're not going to be receiving the Lord's Supper this day, but would still like to come forward, you may receive a blessing by making a sign like this, crossing your arms over your chest so that I know uh, to give you a blessing rather than to bring you the Lord's body and blood. And of course, we pray for that day when all divisions shall cease and we see our Lord face to face. Our service this day is Divine Service Setting 3, page 184, and we will now then sing the first hymn. O Lord, since you never fail to help and govern those whom you nurture in your steadfast fear and love, work in us a perpetual fear and love of your holy name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the second Sunday after Trinity is from Proverbs chapter 9. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her beasts. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her young women to call from the highest places in the town. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. To him who lacks sense, she says, Come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and live and walk in the way of insight. Whoever corrects a scoffer gets himself abuse, and he who reproves a wicked man incurs injury. Do not reprove a scoffer, or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man, and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be still wiser. Teach a righteous man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. 
This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from 1 John chapter 3. Do not be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. Whoever does not love abides in death. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us, love in, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 14th chapter. Please note that the reading as written starts one verse before as you have it written in your bulletin. When one of those who reclined at table with Jesus heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. But he said to him, A man once gave a great banquet and invited many. And at the time for the banquet, he sent his servant to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a field and I must go out and see it. Please have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to examine them. Please have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So the servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house became angry and said to his servant, Go out quickly to the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in the poor and crippled and blind and lame. And the servant said, Sir, what you have commanded has been done, and still there is room. And the master said to the servant, Go out to the highways and hedges and compel people to come in that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those men who are invited shall taste my banquet. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The wisdom of faith and the foolishness of unbelief, that is what God lays before us in his word today. In the Old Testament reading, wisdom has prepared her feast and set her table. She has sent out her young women to call from the highest places in the town. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. To him who lacks sense, she says, Come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and live and walk in the way of insight. This is a call to believe the gospel and to receive Christ's saving gifts which he gives in his holy supper. This gospel call, it's echoed in the reading from St. Luke's gospel, chapter 14, where we hear of a man who once gave a great banquet and invited many. And at the time for the banquet, he sent his servant to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. Faith hears this call of the Holy Spirit through the word and responds by turning away from simple ways and living and walking in the way of insight. As we heard from Proverbs 9, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. 
Now I realize that these overlapping words, themes, and images may seem a little cryptic at first glance, but rest assured, the central meaning is very straightforward. True wisdom is having faith in Christ. To know Christ by faith, that is true insight. Leaving your simple ways is daily repentance, a daily turning away from sin. Living and walking in the way of insight is to live your life trusting in Christ, desiring to be a doer of his word and not just a hearer and abiding in his word and sacraments. Now this sounds simple enough, right? It's the life of a Christian, repentance and faith. Baptized Christians daily turn away from sin and repentance and toward Christ in faith to receive his forgiveness. The Christian faith is characterized by walking and living in Christ's word and receiving his gifts of forgiveness, eternal life, and salvation that he gives in his word and sacraments. This is the wisdom of faith. Now the contrast to this is the foolishness of unbelief. Unbelief embraces sin and rejects Christ. This is why unbelief is foolishness, because it rejects the wisdom of faith. It rejects Jesus Christ and his word. Now, what does this foolishness look like in everyday life? Well, Jesus gives good examples to us in the gospel reading. There were many that were invited to the master's banquet, but they all alike began to make excuses. In other words, the Holy Spirit calls many to faith in Christ. Not all will hear and believe. The Holy Spirit calls many to the banquet table of God's grace, the Holy Supper of Jesus, but many will reject Christ and his gifts. This is foolishness. This is unbelief. As Jesus said in Matthew 22, many are called, but few are chosen. In the Gospel reading, those who had been invited to the banquet of God's mercy were the Jews during the days of Jesus. They were the very people to whom God had given his word and promises about the coming Messiah and Savior. These were the people who saw the Christ, spoke with him, witnessed his miracles, listened to his preaching, and saw him crucified. And despite all the undeniable proof of his resurrection, many rejected him as Savior and Lord, and many still do today. This is the foolishness of unbelief. And this also points us back to what Jesus taught us last week in the gospel, when we heard, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. As St. Paul said, faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. If a person, therefore, does not hear and believe the word of Christ, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. Now, in today's language, this call to leave your simple ways and live sounds a lot like this. Leave your worldly thinking and living, which are opposed to God's true word, and live. For instance, the devil and the world, they lie to us, and they tell us that the killing of unborn children sets a woman free. The truth is that it shackles women to guilt and shame. In another lie, the devil and the world tell us that the denial of God's clear order for male and female is enlightened thinking. The truth is that such ideas are foolishness. Such thinking is spiritual and intellectual darkness. Instead of coddling delusions which harm people in body, mind, and soul, we should hold to the truth and seek to help those who are confused and darkened in their way of thinking reaching out in compassion and true love according to God's definition. As a country, we should repent of worldly pride and trust in Christ 
and his trustworthy word. In our decadent culture, we need to guard ourselves and our children from the false worship of idols like fame, vanity, money, the love of things, sexual promiscuity, and we need to live in Christ and in his gifts. God calls us to stop trusting in the lies of the devil, the world, and our sinful flesh, which will only lead to the foolishness of unbelief and ultimately death. Instead, we are to trust Christ, who is the power of God and the wisdom of God, the one who has overcome the devil and the world by his cross and his empty tomb. Trust in the one true God, who created you, redeemed you, and makes you holy by his word and spirit. Now, it is true that many will hear and reject the Holy Spirit's call to faith in Christ. But this does not deter our Heavenly Father. He desires His house to be full. And through the prophet Ezekiel, our Lord says, As I live, declares the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Therefore, the gospel call goes out to the lowly and despised, into the highways, even to all the Gentiles, like me and like you. He wants repentant sinners at his banquet table receiving the blood-bought forgiveness of Jesus. The gospel call goes out to all. Come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and live and walk in the way of insight. And come, for everything is now ready. To repentant sinners who are horrified by their sins, struck by the law of God, Christ gives forgiveness and he gives comfort. To those who have been attacked by the devil and his lies, Christ offers sanctuary and salvation. To those who have been deceived by the foolishness of the world, Christ gives truth and wisdom in his word. To those who are clothed with shame, Christ cleanses that shame with his blood shed on the cross. In holy baptism, he clothes all of God's children in the white robe of his righteousness. And by the word of God... The Holy Spirit calls sinners out of the foolishness of unbelief and into the wisdom of faith. And it is that same Spirit who calls Christians to the banquet table of Christ. And it is at this table that we receive Christ's body and blood in and under the humble means of bread and wine, which gives pardon for sin, life everlasting, and salvation from the evil one. And when Christ's Spirit calls us to his table, he calls us to be united as one in our confession of Christ. As St. Paul says, I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and same judgment. Therefore, we are honest about the doctrinal divisions that exist in Christ's church on earth. Those who are united in the same mind and judgment come in that unity of confession to receive Christ's body and blood as one body. Meanwhile, we pray for the day when Christ returns, and such divisions shall cease, and we see him face to face. Our fervent prayer for Christ to return, it's captured beautifully in a beloved Advent hymn, which brings together the language of both our Old Testament reading and our desire for Christians of all nations to be united in God's kingdom on the day of Christ's return. The words are familiar. O come thou wisdom from on high, who orderest all things mightily, to us the path of knowledge show, and teach us in her ways to go. O come desire of nations bind and won the hearts of all mankind, bid thou our sad divisions cease, and be thyself our king of peace. 
the wisdom of faith, and the foolishness of unbelief. We pray that God the Holy Spirit would grant us the wisdom of faith and protect us from the foolishness of unbelief all through our earthly lives. And in his holy supper, Christ Jesus answers that prayer as he comes to us under humble bread and wine to forgive sins, strengthen faith, and be our King of peace. Come, for everything is now ready. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the Holy Spirit, that we may receive with thanksgiving the word which calls us to God's great banquet, and that our hearts would be enlivened, so that we would hear the word with fruitfulness and prepare ourselves rightly for God's kingdom, unhindered by any worldly care. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For Matthew, our synod president, Lee, our district president, Glenn, our circuit visitor, and our pastor, who are sent in the footsteps of Christ, that they may faithfully and boldly proclaim peace to those near and far. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the gracious gift of our earthly fathers, that they would care for their families, lead their children to Jesus, and reflect the love of our Heavenly Father. Let us pray to the Lord. In thanksgiving for the marriage of Nathan and Kylie White, that God would assist them by his grace, that with true fidelity and steadfast love, they may honor and keep their marriage vows, grow in love toward Christ and each other, and come at last to the eternal joys of paradise. Let us pray to the Lord. For tongues free from evil and lips devoid of deceit, that we may be turned in repentance from evil to do good and to seek and pursue peace, as he grants us many good days according to his promise. Let us pray to the Lord. For all Christians, that none would be surprised or dismayed when the world hates us for Christ's sake, nor turn from his love to embrace another way, but love not only in word or talk, but in deed and truth according to God's word. Let us pray to the Lord. For those who suffer from mental illness, that they may know that God is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit, and that our Lord would uphold them in hope until he delivers them out of all their afflictions. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick and lonely, those who mourn, and all those who are in need, especially Nathan Burmeister, Michael Pete, John Brenneman, Vanessa Burmeister, Charlotte Locke, Ron Lyon, Bob Rash, Erlene Lakey, Lisa Rash, and Ted Phillips, that the Lord would turn us to himself in faith to find every need satisfied in his gracious favor. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who commune with Christ and with one another today, that brought near through his blood and released from hostility in his own flesh, his peace would be upon us and between us. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For constancy in the hope of eternal life, that we may acknowledge how God has multiplied our days and added eternal years to our lives in Christ's death and resurrection, let us pray to the Lord. Lord Hear us, Heavenly Father, for the sake of Christ Jesus our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Well, again, welcome and good morning and a happy Father's Day to all the fathers that we have among us this day. We thank you for your loving example, your provision and protection, and for leading us.
to Jesus as children and even now. Well, we uh, continue to rejoice in the Lord's good gifts today and on into the week. Of course, we have Sunday school and Bible study immediately following the worship service. The adult Bible study, we continue through the book of James. And then on Monday, the Esther Bible study at 1.30. Tuesday, uh, Theology on Tap returns this week, 7 p.m., uh, Women's Theology on Tap on Tuesday. And on Thursday, Men's Theology on Tap at that same time. And uh, do note that this Wednesday at 9.30, we have our Lutheran Confession study group as we'll be finishing up uh, the um, large catechism and beginning to work our way toward the Augsburg Confession. Also, a special announcement for uh, an event coming up on June 29th, Faith, Family, Farming, and Friends. That's the theme for the annual Women's Salad Supper to be held here at Trinity this year. And that is again on Thursday, June 29th at 6.30 p.m. All women are encouraged to come and bring a salad to share. Uh, the Ladies of Faith in Richmond and Emmanuel and Carrollton will be joining uh, with Trinity for an evening of, of sharing and fun. So that's, that promises to be very good. Uh, Reunion Sunday is also coming up June 25th. I'll commend the full announcement to you that's there found in the bulletin, uh, but that promises to also be a joyous event where we gather together again uh, in the confession of the one true faith to rejoice in all that Jesus has given to us. Um, I believe that brings me to the end of the announcements. Anything I may have missed? Oh, and by the way, in case you hadn't noticed, uh, the, the flowers this morning given to the glory of God, uh, this is in celebration of Nathan and Kylie White's uh, wedding yesterday. So we give thanks to God for that. Well, seeing that there are no more announcements, God's peace be with you. Go in the wisdom of Christ, the knowledge of Christ, and rest in the promises of Christ. I'll greet you at the door.